Welcome to the wonderful world of dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers and reviews of the world's best companies across the globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com. Hi, this is Savannah Saunders from The Wonderful World of Dance, and today I am so super thrilled to introduce Letizia Diaz, artist of the Royal Ballet. Hello. Hi. Now, you're Brazilian-born and a rising star in the Royal Ballet, and like all dancers around the world, uh, Letizia is joining us from her home in Rio as she waits for the theatres to open. So tell me, Letizia, how are you doing in Rio? at home. Hello everybody, hi, thank you for inviting me to be here, really nice. Um, so yeah, I've been in Brazil with my family and at home since the beginning of all of this, it's been three months. Um, I thought it was the best thing to do because no one knew how long everything was going to last and I hadn't seen my family for, for a long time. So it's been great to be at home, I think we've reconnected as a family. And it's such hard times for everyone, so it's been nice to be here and to support them and for them to support me in a way because I can't be doing what I do every day. So, yeah, Rio's got loads of good things. I think the weather here is always great, which is always positive. Um, I can't really do all the touristy stuff, can't quite go to the beach, but still it's nice to be at home and, and I've been trying to stay as fit as I can even all the way across in Rio. So, yeah, it's been good. Well, as you mentioned that you are back, back home in Rio, let's talk about the, the beginnings of your career then and growing up in, in Rio. When and why did you first start dancing? Okay, um, so when I was four years old and why was basically because my mom wanted me to do some kind of extra activity. Um, we used to live in another city, not in Rio actually. Uh, we used to live in the south of Brazil. Um, and I used to do it twice a week from my old uh, normal school was just like an extra thing an hour uh, twice a week uh, and I started liking it a lot my mom said that I had some kind of talent we came back to Rio when I was seven so that's when I actually realized that that's that's why I wanted to do a bit more more times a week so she um, took me to a better school uh, I had to audition to get in and I got in so she actually said oh you, you you won this you've got talent let's keep going and when I turned nine I changed to my old my most recent ex-school uh, here in Rio which was the one that I, I stayed until I left Brazil uh, basically doing competitions and rehearsing loads of different solos doing loads of different classes a day I used to train from 2 p.m. to like 8 p.m. doing classes in different kind of kinds of um, yeah all sorts of classes and going to all sorts of competitions. So that's that was basically my life here in Brazil. Um, I used to perform a lot, and when I was 16 was when I did my most important competition, which was in uh, in Lausanne, the Prix de Lausanne in 2013, and that's when everything changed and then nice shifted from Brazil to London. So, yeah. So that's quite a, an important moment in your, your career, as you say, that led you to move over here. Is that when yeah. you joined the Royal Ballet School? Yes. So that, that was basically one of the highlights of my career. I, I was still a student, but was one of the most important and, and difficult experiences I, I, I lived. And I was in that competition for a week with loads of different uh, 
school directors watching that competition the whole time. And in the end, happily, um, at the end um, of the competition, Gaylene Stock, which is the ex-director of the Royal Ballet School, uh, got in touch with me and offered me the scholarship. I was 16 at the time, and she offered me to join the second year of the upper school. Um, and that's when everything changed. I, I also had a sponsor, very important sponsor, uh, Ricky Gayle Conway, which was uh, a very important person in my career as well that helped me out with all the financials. So, so it was a very special uh, moment in my life that, that this happened. Uh, that was in January. So I came back to Brazil, uh, finished my training, I finished my old uh, academic school at the time. And in September, I flew to London to start my new life. So, yeah. That's quite a, a journey to make when you're so young. As you say, you were about 16, moved yeah. across the world by yourself, presumably, to go to the upper school. Yeah. How did you how did you adjust, and what was that transition like for you at that age? Well, yeah. Um, so it was a pretty difficult time, just because of the language for me. I I didn't speak English very well at all. Um, I learned it all in London. So for me to to move alone and not be able to express myself properly was quite hard. But at the same time, I joined the upper school in the second year. And most people joined uh, in the first year of the upper school, so you can get all the foreign people to, to get together and to study for a year. So for me, it was uh, extra hard because I joined when everyone had, uh, you know, learned the language the year before and met each other the year before. And for me, it was all new. There were no Brazilians in my year, so that I couldn't really speak to anyone in Portuguese. So I remember the first couple of months for me were just all about ballet. I wanted to do a good ballet school, but at the same time uh, for me to, to get used to the life and, and you know, being in a different city, London is such a crazy city all the time. So I remember it took me a, a couple of months to, to get used to everything. It was hard. I was homesick for a little bit in the beginning. But I think as, I, as the language came and as I, I, I started making friends and, you know, everything else started happening with the ballet so it's not all about ballet always because your personal life also you know is also a big important part and for me that one was really hard it was harder than doing ballet so yeah amazing at such an age and tell, well, tell me about some of the highlights um of your time with the, the ballet school because i i think there's you've had some quite uh, great opportunities while you were there yeah i mean i was very very lucky in terms of um just, just the eyes, I think people really enjoyed that I came from a different country and I had my way of dancing. So since the beginning, I, I think they, they wanted me to work hard and, and, and it worked well between my, my way of dancing and their way of teaching. So that was really nice. Um, at the end of the, my first year at school, we got the opportunity to dance one of Liam Scarlett's ballet at the time. Uh, he picked me to, to be the principal girl. So, so that for me was already a highlight in my first year at the school. So um, just just working with the company as well, I got to, to see a little bit of the company in my first year. And they normally only pick the, pick the girls from third year. So for me, it was also nice to be one of them, to be involved and to be in the building, all of that. That was really nice. And when I came back again for my last year, the upper school in the third year was when I had loads of opportunities. I got to perform in a TV show. I got to perform with the company many times. I got to do La Fille Morgade. 
the whole ballet, which wasn't, uh, we, we're used to doing just acts or just dances, right? Well, the snowflakes in the Nakraka or the swans in Swan Lake. I got to do the whole of La Fimogale as a student uh, with the company. So those little things that only kept me going and then kept me thinking, wow, this is, this is really amazing to be at the school with this much experience and an opportunity. So yeah, it was a really, really good time at the school. Oh, wonderful. And then tell me about your, um, the moment when you were looking to, to graduate and where did you go next? Right. So I think for everyone, third year is the most scary and stressful year, isn't it? And I think um, because I had only that first, uh, my first year in London was already the second year of the upper school. I had to learn it all and, and watch the girls from the year above what they did and what I had to do when I came back. So it was very stressful in the beginning, sending the emails and trying to do my, my own CV on my own in a different language. So all of that was, was a bit scary, but we are also lucky to be at the Royal Ballet School because many directors uh, across England used to come and watch us there. So so most of the, the big companies like the Royal Ballet, Birmingham Royal Ballet, English National Ballet, all the directors came to watch us, which was really nice. So. Um, I remember I booked to go to Vienna to do the audition there. I booked to go to Copenhagen to audition for Danish, Royal Danish, and Amsterdam to go to Dutch. So I had those booked. I think I went with some friends at the time. Um, but the directors continued to come to the school and watch us. So at the end, I got offered my first contract was with the Birmingham Royal Ballet, actually. At the time, David Bidley got very interested, and I think they they had some kind of conversation that um, they, if they were interested in the same dance, I think they had to choose between, because they couldn't really, uh, the Royal Ballet had, uh, I think, like a, a advantage to come and watch the people. But, you know, Birmingham Royal Ballet was just as good at the time. And I think working with the company, working with the Royal Ballet kind of gave me the idea, oh, maybe I have a chance, you know. So I, 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 obviously wanted to and I actually thought I could get into the company straight away but it didn't happen so obviously I got upset but but that didn't mean I, I didn't want to continue with my career there in England so when Birmingham Royal Ballet came I was like this is just as good as a, as a, as their sister companies the rep is great um, I didn't know the city very well but but it was all a new challenge I went to Birmingham and I found a flat to share with a friend I didn't know so that was a whole other story. I think living in London, you get so comfortable and you, and you get used to that, the stage door and Covent Garden, you know, you get so familiar with everything um, that I, I don't know, I was excited and also happy to, to have a new challenge, um, which was the Burger of Valley for me. I stayed there for a season. Um, and it was really nice. I got to perform really nice, uh, really nice rep. I got to see some nice cities in England because they're a touring company. So I got to tour a lot. Um, and that, that was it. That was my first actual professional experience and it was great. <laughs> uh, but then you decided or had the opportunity to move to the Royal Ballet. Yeah, so that was that was the big story of my life that I like to, to tell everyone here in Brazil that I, I never gave up of that dream. And, and I think working with a company always gave me the, the, the eyes and the, the whole company and the dancers always inspired me. So I think being in the studio, you're so close. 
that, that you, I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, oh, one day I still want to go back. I want to be part of that company. I want to be one of the girls that, that the students have to watch, you know, like that be a part of that company like I was watching when I was a student. So I went to Birmingham happily, did the half of the season, and I started thinking, um, what about if, if Royal is in need of girls now because of their rep? What about if some of the girls are retiring because they got pregnant or things like that? So I, I kept thinking I had some friends from my year school that were in the company. So I kept in touch with them. It's like, how is the company doing? How are the contracts going? So I had that thing in the back of my mind. But at the same time, I didn't want it to be all about that. But, but the opportunity came. Um, they said, why don't you send an email? Because they might need girls. So I was like, okay. I'll send an email, I'll send an email to the ex-assistant, um, Kevin's assistant at the time, send an email to her. Hello, I used to dance with the company as a student, I was in the school, um, I think Kevin knows me and I'm still very interested in the company, is there a place for me? Can I come and do an audition? And they replied after two weeks, no, thank you, we have no contracts available, sorry. So I thought, okay. Life goes on, continue my season in Birmingham. And I think after two months, I sent another email. What about now? Just, just to double check because, you know, it's the time that people are auditioning. And if you wanted someone, I'm happy to come and audition. Another email saying, no, thank you. We don't have any contracts available. And I said, okay, maybe that's it. Maybe he's given all the contracts. And I started giving up at the same time. I, I knew that. Eventually, I was going to try again. Um, so I, I gave that away. We continued touring in Birmingham. And um, I think like two or three weeks later after that second no, I got another email from then this time saying, actually, we want you to come and audition. It was on a Friday. They said, can you come tomorrow? There's a class at 10.30 on a Saturday. Um, myself, Kevin O'Hare, and Samantha Rain are going to be happy to watch you like that. So it was all a shock. I said, this is my opportunity. I can't, I can't, like, you know, I can't miss this. So I remember going to the theater, got the stuff, um, went to London on that same day and, and did the class the uh, day after. And they were really happy to see me. They were happy to see that I didn't give up, that I was doing well in the company. And I think I, I matured a bit as well as I did from student to, to professional. Um, and then it was a really happy meeting afterwards. They're like, oh, we've got the space. You're looking great. We just need to, to decide how many people are going to promote in that season and see how many contracts I'm going to have. But, but you are on my list. So I was super happy. At the same time, I didn't have my yes on that day. So I remember being, oh, great. I can't, I'm going to go back to Birmingham. I need to continue my work. But I don't have the yes. So it was all a bit crazy, and a week after that, I finally got my email from Kevin, and we're happy to offer you an artist contract here. Please come and join us. I think you'll be a great um, addition to the company. And that was, I think, I think at the back of my head and in my heart was always what I wanted. Even if it didn't happen straight away, I think I, me not giving up and not, not you know, letting go of that idea was was what made me, me try and, and it, happily worked out so that's that's my journey <laughs> that's a, an incredible journey that shows a lot of determination but also you had the opportunity to dance with another company brb and tours as you mentioned yeah, so you got a lot of experience quite young 
Yeah, exactly. I think it was nice as well to join uh, such a big company as Royal uh, um, as a, a professional already, not uh, fresh from the school. I think they kind of look at you in a different way, knowing that you had some kind of experience, a core de ball experience, especially before you joined. So, so you're considered for things a little, you know, a little quicker than when you come from the school and you're fresh and you don't know anything. So that also worked out really well. And I remember that year in Birmingham was kind of all about waiting and seeing if things are going to happen. But in the end, it went so quickly. I got so much experience in, in that season that I'm forever grateful. So, yeah. And do you remember that first day with your contract that you walked into the opera house? Do you remember going through stage door and going, what yeah. did that feel like for you? Yeah, I remember very well. I was so nervous. I think I was more nervous for, for that first day than, than that performance that I ever did. Because, I don't know, I remember like, this is real, this is happening, I'm going to have my own space and change room. Like, my actual dream as a professional was coming true. And um, we had a, a little uh, gather at stage door with the people that were joining that year. So because I went to Birmingham and came back, I was joining with the year that were below me at school. So I knew some of them, the people that were joining from the school straight to the company. Um, but, but I was a year above, so we weren't at school together. But it was nice to have that group of people to, to join together. Um, and we did a tour around the company. And I remember our first day was uh, we started the tour before class so there were already some people warming up oh these are the newbies these are the people joining this season and I just remember that feeling of everything being very new um I didn't want to be in anyone's way I remember asking people can I stand here at the bar everything was very careful and very you know slow a, a slow process of, of getting used to the company but it was such a good feeling I remember my first class I remember my first rehearsal um, the, uh, the season starts quite slowly. So the first few days was just class to get to get going. But I remember I didn't want to leave. I was like, I just want to start rehearsals now. I remember when the first casting came out, I was doing one of the core dances. I the first rehearsal. I remember putting makeup on. You know, it was, it was such a, a nice experience to, to, you know, be in a place that you always wanted to be. So I was happy all the time. <laughs> And in the last sort of four years almost, you're going into your fourth year now, um, mm -hmm. you have danced in a range of productions, you know, it's the classics, but also I noticed that you had danced in Crystal Pyatt's Flight Pattern, which is one of my favourites. Okay. Tell me about the experiences of the, the repertoire and how you've moved between those. Right. Um, I think, yeah, one of the best things about Roy is, is our amazing rep that we have. Um, I remember in the beginning, I got some chances to cover some of the contemporary stuff, some of the Wayne stuff that, that for them is, is a different way of moving. It's very neoclassical contemporary. Um, but because I was new, not many of the choreographers knew me. So I was doing slowly. I was doing most of the classical quarter ballet stuff. Um, but it was, yeah, after my first season was when I started having some of the opportunities and like covering a ballet that, uh, I don't know, a month before the, the opening night, someone gets injured and you get to do it. That was when my, my first opportunity started coming. Um, I think my first contemporary thing and a big thing was um, in Wolfworks, Wayne's Wolfworks. Um, and the, in the third act, when the quarter ballet did the, the Amazing Waves, I was covering one of the girls and she twisted her ankle just before. 
And I remember him being, who are you? I don't know you very well still. I was like, oh, I was covering this girl. I'm here doing what I'm supposed to do. He was like, oh, I didn't even notice you there. Like, uh, you, you seemed like you've been a part of the group this whole time. I was like, oh, that's great. But at the same time, I didn't know how to react. But I remember thinking, oh, this is, this is how it works. You know, like you, you learn a different ballet, you learn a different style. And even if it doesn't feel very comfortable, you, you just get on with it. And I think the more you do, the more experience you get. So that's how it started. And um, then we had the amazing opportunity to do it with Crystal. Uh, um, we had two weeks of workshops in socks, which no, none of us were actually used to. So that was amazing to move in a different way and just watch her move with us. And in the end, I, I got picked to do the ballet. So that was amazing. Um, and from there, I think that's how it started growing. I got to do Infra by Wayne by the end because he, he liked my, my, my work. And I think that was for me as well one of my highlights in terms of moving in a completely different way it was, it was it's such a beautiful ballet beautiful music and just to be there but it, it's not classical at all you have to literally let go of everything you know of ballet and just just try anything and I think that's what he liked about me because I was just going crazy and and it's it's good it's a very nice um uh, we are very versatile dancers in this company because you don't even know you can do it but I think when you get the chance you just do it and, and that's how I, I started growing my rep I think yeah so, so, so it's good very good experience and you've got a long career ahead of you um, what, are your, what are your goals or are there particular ballets that you would love to dance that are in the rep that you haven't had the opportunity yet what are you thinking about in the future when we're all back in the theatres. Okay, uh, I think I think every dancer has um, those secret um, dream roles that we always think about doing. Um, but I think um, for me, already in my fourth season, I'm seeing a, a great kind of shift in terms of casting for me because I started from the bottom. Like uh, when I joined, uh, I remember in the Sleeping Beauty, the run that we had. Just quickly, going to tell the story. But Please, the yes. first that we had, uh, we had like twenty-five shows of Sleeping Beauty, and and the the prologue. I always wanted to be a fairy. I always loved the fairy dance. I always loved the tutus. Loved everything about it. But in my first season, because I was new, I it wasn't supposed to be for me, right? You're an artist. You do your artist job. And I remember doing the core ladies that sit at the side every single show. So I remember thinking, this is not for me. I remember being like, oh, this is such a big company. It's never going to happen. And, and two years later, we did the production two other times. I got to be a fairy and a friend of Aurora's and, and um, Florestan in the act three. So I got to do so many different things. That I think that's the good thing about Royal as well, is that the performances do come back, the, the productions. So if you got to cover something, um, hopefully next time you're going to get to do. So I got to cover some nice roles already. Um, I never got to do them, but... Even like um, Two Pigeons, the gypsy girl in the middle, like that, that's a dream role of mine that I, I remember covering. I remember going to the rehearsals and listening to the music, such a fun role. And, and I'm an artist. I'm already covering something big like that is amazing. So if it does come back, that would be a great dream to, to put on my CV. And, and for me as, a, as an artist to do a role like that would be amazing. But I think a dream role of mine is always going to be Juliet. I think... I've got a soft spot. Um, I've watched many times, many different versions, and I think Royals is the one that everyone loves. But 
I don't know. I, I have this thing in my head that one day I'm, I'm going to get to do it, hopefully. I think I, I can bring something nice to it and, you know, need to be patient, need to work on everything always. But if I got to do that, I think, for example, uh, Julia, Kenneth Macmillan's Julia, I think for me is, yeah, a dream. But many, many others, I think our rep is so amazing. There's some roles that I didn't even know about that now I'm like, wow, I really want to do that one day. You know, like just watching new ballets all the time, I think just inspires you to, to want to do them. So, yeah. So much to look forward to. But at the moment, you're stuck at home and uh, we're all sort of waiting with bated breath to find out what happens to the dance industry and to the performance side. How are you staying or maintaining your, your, um, your physical performance or your physical health and your well-being during this time? Okay. Um, I think uh, for the well-being side, I think uh, being at home has been really helpful for me just to be around my family and, you know, London feels like home now, but I, I think just being around your actual family where you grew up and, you know, with your home culture, I think for me it's been, it's been good just to just feel Brazilian again and to be around Brazilian people. That, that's, that's helped my well-being, I think. But physically, um, I've been trying to follow up the classes that the Royal's been offering us, which have been amazing. Um, they organize all sorts of classes. Um, three times a week we do ballet classes and two times a week we do the, the extra Pilates, uh, strength and conditioning and, and yoga classes. So that's been just, just a busy schedule and it's in a good way um, keeps us busy. So I've been trying to do that. Um, once or twice a week I meet up with my dad, social distancing, but, but we meet up for a walk and we go by the sea and I have a long hour, two hours talk and walk, you know, so that's been, been good as well to reconnect with my dad, but also do some kind of exercise with that. So that's good. Um, and just, just trying to be positive. I think it take each day as it goes. I think in the beginning it was hard to not know um, any, any sorts of dates or, or what things, like, you know, like how anything could start to, to get, to normal again but I think now that we have some sort of lie at the end of the tunnel we have a day to start getting back to the studios even if it takes time I think just having some sort of idea helps with your with your mind so I've just been trying to stay in this routine with my body and then eating well mom's food you know just just taking each day as it goes and and hopefully being back in the studios soon so so it's been, I think everyone has been doing that. But I think with the help of my family, plus the weather, plus the good food and the exercise, I think I've, I've been pretty, pretty okay with this whole thing. So, yeah, I'm lucky. And one of the projects that you have been working on um, is an international dance film project called Sono Conte, which means in English, I am with you, which is created by one of my friends, a choreographer, Ruth Meyer Howard-Jones. Um, and also one of your fellow colleagues at the Royal Ballet, first artist, Mayara Magri. Tell us about the, the project and the film that you've been involved in. Yay, okay. I think it's been a great opportunity just to, to know that there's someone thought of me, first of all. So I, I'm grateful that, that I've been picked to do that. Um, I think uh, with the, the idea of this is that we are still all connected, even being all the way here in Brazil, I, I feel 
that this is really real, which is amazing. I think that, that you know, I don't need to be in London to be a part of a project. So, so this has kept me positive. I think the idea of the poem, that the words that are written in the poem really bring you to a world that, that you really understand that we're all in this together. It's not only happening in England or in Brazil. So, so it's a world thing that we, we are all just trying to stay connected with this art. And even if you don't have the stage, you don't have the studios, you don't have the theaters right now, you can still do it at home. So I think that's the nice thing about it. Um, each of us in, in our homes. Um, I had my sister help me out with the videos. We went downstairs here in the all safe, um, you know, place and then got this done and just to send and see that, that we're all doing the same kind of thing and putting this together, I think was a, it's a nice, just a nice feeling to, to know that, that not just me or just someone there in London is, is feeling this way. We're all feeling a bit, um, I don't know, scared, um, with this whole thing that's happening now, but I think, um, it's nice to know that, that we're all trying to stay together somehow. And I think it, it's been amazing. I've watched the video. I think we can all watch and see that, that we're all connected somehow. And, and it's beautiful. I really enjoyed the, the results. So thank you. It is an absolutely um, beautiful video. And your, the section where you perform is absolutely gorgeous. So um, I, I know that everyone listening will be able to jump onto to YouTube and also go onto your Instagram and look for the link. We'll also have it on uh, our website on the wonderful world of dance as well. I want to say thank you so much for talking to us from, from Rio. We are so looking forward to you coming back to London and hopefully seeing you on, on the stage at the Opera House soon. Um, I do. <laughs> thank you. And I just want to say for all listeners around the world, don't forget, as I mentioned, to follow Letizia on Instagram. Her uh, Instagram is Letizia Diaz underscore which is L-E-T-I-C-I-A-D-I-A-S underscore. And also you can look for, um, as I said, the, the film that she's in called Sono Conte, which is available on YouTube as well. Thank you so much. We'll see you in London Thank soon. Thank you so much for your time and, and for, for having me, you know, telling you a little bit about my story. I think it's, it's nice to share. So thank you, and yeah, I hope that the video and everything we do will be a success. And yeah, I'm excited to, to meet you in person and to get Bali alive again. So thank you everyone for watching. And yeah. Thank you so much. See you later. Don't forget to subscribe. We've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers. We love dance and ballet, and we hope you'll love us. Join us on Facebook and Twitter.